This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 55 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's topic is sponsored by the Horse Radio Network, the leader in online radio for the horse lover. Enjoy today's tip. I am Glenda Geek from Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Today we have back with us a good friend of the Horse Radio Network and someone I enjoy speaking with very much. Craig Thompson is an international eventer and clinician. He is known for his teaching abilities and has a loyal following of students. He runs the popular Aiken Eventing Camp and Aiken Event Horse Sale. In addition, he was one of the founding members of the Professional Riders Organization for Eventers. We'll get to Craig in a few seconds right after I say a few words about what I am very passionate about, the Horse Radio Network. As most of you know, I am the founder of the Horse Radio Network and absolutely love my job. And we have some great sponsors that have seen some great results being part of the Horse Radio Network. If you run any type of business in the horse world from the smallest to the largest operation, then we have an opportunity for you. As we all know, the magazines and traditional print media are having difficulties and people are not reading them like they used to. They are getting their horse news and equine entertainment in different ways now. Uh, That also means that your expensive print ads are not doing as well as they have in the past, and you are looking for alternatives. We have one of those alternatives right here at the Horse Radio Network. We have ad spots available on many of the shows, and they are effective and affordable. Our listeners are the most tuned into the horse world. They are the target demographic that you are trying to reach. For a fraction of the price you are paying for that magazine ad, you could be joining our stable of happy advertisers here at the Horse Radio Network. Drop me an email at glenn with two N's at horseradionetwork.com for more information and rates. Now let's get to Craig Thompson. Well, hi, Craig, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. It's always fun to have you on the show. I look forward to it, Glenn. Glad to be back. All right, and you you are an eventer that uh, I think most everybody that's in the world of eventing has heard your name before, and and you're also a very good trainer, and that's why we have you on here, and what do you have for us today? Well, I just wanted to talk about the mental game, the mental side of riding a little bit. Um, I've always been a rider who has, uh, it's an expensive sport, and learning to train and compete is expensive for me and for everybody out there. But improving our mental game is very inexpensive. And so when I look at my own career and I look at my own teaching, I always think, you know, there's always going to be somebody who rides to the jumps better than I do. There's always going to be somebody who rides on the flat better than I do. There's always going to be somebody with a fancier horse than I have. But I am fairly confident that there are very few riders out there with a better mental game than I have. And I've worked on it for years, and I really try to teach it and coach it and try to get my students to pick up on it. And like I say, working on it is very, very inexpensive. Um, you know, we all need to develop the skills of, you know, how do we use the reins? How do we apply the leg? How do we see a distance? But before we can have a calm horse, we have to have a calm rider. And that, to me, is about the mental game. Um, I've spent years working on it for myself and, you know, have seen the benefits and the results. And pretty much every top rider I know has at some point either struggled with their mental game or worked to make it better. And, you know, it's the sort of thing that we can do off the tack or out of the tack. You know, if you only have one horse, you don't get to practice the same jumping course 100 times a day, but you can do it mentally. You can rehearse and visualize 
riding a line or riding the head of the lake at Kentucky or coming around the turn on cross-country to the coffin exercise. And it's just such an essential part of making ourselves better when we're not in the irons or on the horse. Um, I can't emphasize it enough. And, and some of the things that I, you know, I really try to teach my students to do, and, and I'm certainly no sports psychologist, so all I can do is refer people to the things that have worked for me, but are you know, things like making sure we practice positive self-talk. You know, there's, there's nothing more deflating than a person missing at a jump and nearly falling off and then beating themselves up over it. Um, you know, positive self-talk means to me saying some form of, boy, I just screwed that up, but I'm better because of it. Or, you know what, that wasn't what I wanted at that jump, but there's another one coming. And, you know, I always look at other sports, and, you know, the, the analogy that I see in, in other sports is, you know, in football, uh, I've heard that the best thing you can do with a young quarterback when he throws an interception is put the ball back in his hands and tell him to go throw a touchdown. And I just really think that that's, that's essential. You know, we can't spend all of our waking 23 hours a day when we're not on a horse beating ourselves up because we made a mistake. Making mistakes is a natural part of learning to ride. But we do want to keep talking positively to ourselves all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Well, you know, I, we, I used to play tennis quite a bit and for a lot of years. And one, our coach made us all read. Before we picked up the tennis racket for the season, we all had to read the book called The Inner Game of Tennis. And uh-huh. It was by Tim Galloway, and who was a very popular player back then. And, you know, it, it, the subtitle was it The Classic Guide to the Mental Side of Peak Performance. And that book really applies more than to just tennis, and what they talk about in there is something I believe of all sports, and any activity you really do, is 80% mental. Absolutely, and, and the book I always refer people to is called The New Toughness Training for Sport, which, again, doesn't it, it, it spends a bit of time on tennis and a bit on basketball, but it really doesn't focus on any one sport. It focuses on how top athletes think about their game. Um, certainly, the one, you know, example that always comes to my mind is walking, watching Michael Jordan walk across the court. I mean, he looks like he owns the place. And, right. you know, that is a huge thing. You know, learning to ride around the warm-up like we own the place, I think, is a huge thing, you know. And, uh, you know, a little trick that I learned years ago was at, at an event when I'm riding around the warm-up, I just always tell myself, you know, I am lucky because I'm here riding the nicest horse here. Now, anybody who's seen the horses I've had to ride over the years knows that I don't always get to ride the nicest horse there. But, mentally, it helps turn a corner. You know, it puts a positive face on everything we do. And and I just think that's so essential. Um, a, a really good friend of mine, Abigail Luskin, who is retired from eventing now but was a top, top rider, has since gotten her Ph.D. in psychology and is, is offering her practice as a sports psychologist. And, you know, she is such a great resource as well. And I've actually referred students of mine to her. You know, she, she does consultations over the phone. But the things that Abigail and I talk about you know, when we talk about the mental game, are, are just so consistent, you know, the, the positive self-talk, the, the mental rehearsal, um, you know, and that that becomes just how we always think about it. And, and it, I tell you what, you're absolutely right. It is 80% of the game is mental. Well, you know, this uh, I don't often have the chance to talk about this, and it's completely off topic, but you and I do that so well. Um, I used to own an acting company. We did medieval feasts, and we did 450 feasts over 10 years. And I played, wow. I played the king in all of those right. shows, and they were improvisational. Uh, it was all improv. We had no scripts. Um, and one of the things that we would work on with the new performers coming onto the cast was just what you talked about. 
I played the king, so I had to, when I walked in a room, people had to know I was the king. Well, I would show them by, I would demonstrate that you can do that by not just the costume with the crown. I would dress down. I would dress as a beggar or something else. And I would walk in the room with no announcements of me as the king. And they would see within a minute, with me not even saying anything, that people knew who I was. There you go. And it is. And it's the the attitude. It's how you carry yourself. And all of that is so, so important. We went to an event this weekend over here at the horse park. And I was actually in the announcer's booth because my co-host for 2010 was announcing. And I was watching the riders. And you could just tell the ones that had confidence and the ones who shouldn't have been out there. Yeah, well, there you go. It is acting. That's a a great example because it really is acting. And, you know, how we act affects how we feel. So if we act confident, we start to feel confident. Right. And, you know, if we act calm, we start to feel calm. And it's huge. I mean, it's huge for the horses. It's huge for the people around us. Um, you know, a number of years ago, I was walking the advanced cross-country course at Morven Park. And I was sort of, not, you know, not formally. I was walking along with a couple of other riders who at the time I thought were certainly better and more experienced riders than I was. And I remember walking up to some exercise and, and hearing their self-talk and hearing the negativity in it, and it occurred to me that I had already beaten them. They had already beaten themselves before they'd even ridden the cross-country course. And sure enough, one fell off and one retired. And, you know, it just it really, to me, brings home from the time we walk the cross-country course, from the time we're riding around the outside of the dressage ring, how important our thinking is for success. Yeah, when you're walking that cross-country course, when you get to each jump, you better be saying, I can do this without a problem. Not only I can do it, I love doing it. Right. You know, um, and, and that is a huge thing for me. You know, is I, uh, I, I love riding horses. I love competing. I love going cross country. And for me, in a moment of doubt, that's what I always go back to. I love doing this. And it really, you know, for me, can take what in the past would have been a weakness and turn it into a strength. And, and everybody needs to learn those, those skills and those tricks because they really don't cost you anything, you know. Well, and, you know, my wife would say that uh, I love talking, so I'm in the perfect profession now. <laughs> so, now I don't have to talk at her so much. I can just talk to you guys. Well, Craig, where can people find out more about you? Uh, they can find me online at craigthompsoneventing.com, or uh, they can find me through the Professional Riders Organization at professionalriders.org. All right, Craig, thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you again soon. This was great. It was a lot of fun. Happy to do it. Well, thank you, Craig. It's always fun chatting with you. Stop by our website and take a look under the Experts tab. There you'll find Craig Thompson. And on his bio page, you will find the links to all the sites he mentioned. That's the easiest way to find the link you hear in the show. Just go to our website. Thanks again, Craig, and we'll have him back soon. Well, you know, fall is coming. It's getting chillier out, and I can't believe summer's gone already. Where the heck did it go? You know, I like fall, but fall always means winter's coming, and I don't like winter much. I should have, when we moved to Lexington, maybe we should have moved a little further south. I'm not sure. We rather like it here. But uh, so I hope you're enjoying the fall weather. It's absolutely beautiful here in Lexington, and I'm sure it is where you are as well. We'll enjoy it while we can. You know, you can also subscribe to our show through iTunes or Zune so that you can automatically get these daily tips downloaded to your player, listen to them while you're cleaning the barn or driving to that next horse show. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Horse Tip Daily and become a fan. We post all of our shows there as well. And don't forget to check out all the other great shows at horseradionetwork.com. 
Well, I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, stay safe, everyone.